This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The very first time I needed some advice. I wrote to the show and I said, hi, Jake and Amir, you are the ones. Can you solve my problems? That has to do with females. That's why I'm sending this email. Mostly I'm just trying to seize the cheese. If I were you, I here's what I'd do. Myself inside of a Starbucks. If I were you, I were you. The show.com. I will be sure to write into these two Jews. Wow. That was nice. That was melodic. Yeah, that was, I think he did like a full-on barbershop quartet by himself. He can croon. He can really croon. I I never say this, but I really think that guy is better than me. <laughs> you, yeah, you've never thought anyone was better than you and ever if in your I life. Okay, so now you're probably going to go back on that. You're going to say that you're better than him. Yeah, he like was like he was even hitting some notes that I could I had to struggle through, which is pretty fucking just now good. What yeah. you just did just now was the worst singing I've heard. You like it sounded like a hurt. I didn't. Cat. You no, like I didn't. Whined. You started crying. That near was the end. you're listening to Zoom audio. That's not like real shit. Like that's that's not. He probably put a filter on his fucking voice. Yeah, you sounded like a, a like a, a whining child. No, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I that's was, what I'm listening to. But I think people at home will be listening to, you know, your your audio of you talking in the microphone, so they can weigh in and they can laugh at you <laughs> and tell you if it was good singing or not. Why right. don't you sing right now for everyone at home your absolute best crooning, and they'll at you and tell you if it's good. It'll be good. Are you okay? You look like you're what song? Um, are you crying? No, I'm just wondering what song you wanted to hear. Uh, crossroads. See you at the crossroads. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Again, because oh you're not god. listening to the fucking. You're not listening to the filtered audio, and I'm gonna miss everybody, and I'm gonna miss everybody. <laughs> Jesus, man. Or yeah. Oh my god! That's... Why didn't you wait till you were done crying to try to sing? <laughs> I honestly thought it would fucking help. In some weird way, I thought my tears would, like, lubricate my throat or some shit. Um, you know, I actually sung this weekend uh, my level best, an earnest attempt at singing. When and where? What was the capacity? The context being that it was the uh, last episode of the Bahumia campaign wow. for NADPOD. Historic. 100. Historic. A historic moment. Yep. Um, and... Emily, who writes all the music, like, and has released a couple, like, albums of her, uh, like, singing, like, basically, like, these really nice, nicely composed songs. Wow. Um, she's been releasing them, like, throughout the campaign. And for the last episode, we played one of the songs, and me and Caldwell and Murph all recorded us singing along to the chorus. Holy for shit. The last, the last chorus. And I 
legitimately got into my studio closet here and uh <laughs> I, I like told jill ahead of time like i have to go in there and sing can you like not <laughs> listen uh and i sat in here and i just like fucking did three takes of me trying to sing a song and then how did it go what was the final result um emily like layered it all in so it sort of sounds like a chorus of all of us singing the last uh the last chorus and it sounds pretty good i thought it sounded nice really it was charming let's yeah. uh let's get a just a taste or something <laughs> no i don't know where it is. i couldn't i don't know how to i couldn't find it for you i don't know where it is no i mean like clearly you memorized the song so let's just hear a sentence oh. or two <laughs> uh no i can't <laughs> you're shy you're hiding behind it's, your mom's leg <laughs> so so late oh, God. you're also crying i'm nervous man uh, uh that opening theme song was written by Sh- uh marcus yetter and it's a parody of if i ever fall in love again by shy shy Ooh, cool i didn't know i knew that song but i didn't know the guy who sang it was named just shy s-h-a-i another didn't shy have another hit that you used to like did he i don't know what, what's never... that song that you sing in the beginning of moment of silence jake and amir moment of silence jake and amir the jake and amir moment of silence where kunal shah the programmer is killed run over by a bus and the video takes place uh all during a moment of silence where you're talking <laughs> and i come in and i it's one of the funniest beginnings of a jake and amir i think that i that i know like it's there's a school announcement type thing at iac it's like <laughs> Uh, can everyone please stand and give it a moment of silence for Kunal Shah, a programmer who was killed over the weekend. <laughs> okay. Uh, I stand up. We're all like stoic, silent. And then like... You think I enter singing a shy song? You, yeah. There's like you start singing off screen. I don't know what the song is, but I thought it might be shy. Let me see. I pulled it up. I'm playing it now. Oh. <laughs> it's the iPod stuck on replay song yeah that's right i don't think that's shy shorty's like a melody in my head in my head I, I, nah, nah, every day and that was a guy named iaz i-y-a-z oh okay you can see why i was confused <laughs> iaz and shy <laughs> uh this guy actually who wrote the theme song has a shameless plug and borderline a job application for us whoa uh okay let's here, does he want to work at Headgum? Yeah, he says if any of the listeners enjoy Netflix show Love is Blind, then he wants to invite us to check out Love is Online, which is an online dating experience inspired by Love is Blind and is run through his Discord chat room app. And he's actually had some successful matches. Interesting. And then he says wow. if Headgum needs another pro- podcast engineer, he's available. Wow. Okay. So I'll forward that. Yeah. I mean, he engineered the, the hell out of that song, so that was good. It'd be nice to hire someone on this episode. We haven't done much, mm-hmm. so like, it'd be nice if a job opportunity yeah. came up. That would be cool. I feel like we could sponsor this episode in retrospect by uh, by ZipRecruiter. Oh, that's cool. And then we can, if we don't get that cash, we can always take it out of Marcus's salary. Because like, he's borderline promised that this would be like a an ad opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean he has to be working for sweat equity at this point oh yeah it's yeah okay. besides we're in a it, it seems like a, a recession bordering on a depression so like he can't expect mm-hmm. cash for that work right now no. at no, best gonna... i'm offering him an externship yeah that's where you do you work from home for free <laughs> for the company but it's only like 60 to 90 hours a week so that's not that bad and if we make money from that work, that money is then retroactively counted against your potential salary, Marcus. So the way it Marcus. works is that if we cash out on you, you don't see a fucking dime. <laughs> okay, he's working for Earwolf now. Really? Yeah, he took another job. Wow, yeah. Are they paying him? Yeah, the office ladies, they're paying him very handsomely. That's cool, actually. That's a good opportunity. Damn, yeah, I would do that. Business. I would do that. Yeah, we're Getting su- we're getting sued really uh, for the externship yeah for the one that i offered labor laws <laughs> even by saying it 
Uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Did you call your mother today? Yeah, I did a FaceTime with my mother and my father. Did you do anything special? Uh, we sent them some food, some Jewish deli food for brunch. Of course, nobody could join them because it might end up mm-hmm. killing them. So we just sort of enjoyed right. it from a distance. You don't want to do that yeah. for your Mother's Day. Did Thank you call you. your mom? Yeah, we had a Zoom uh, family call. Nice. We had uh, everyone on the line. Uh, it was real. It was real special. Rachel and her husband got a puppy. <gasps> so that was a highlight. We got to wow. see the puppy on Zoom. You love that. What kind of dog are we talking? It's a border collie. Nice. A black and white border collie named Lucy. Oh. Adorable. Very small. A Lucy for the Luke that I have. They simply oh, must yeah. meet. A black and white Luke and Lucy. Lucy and Luke. Yeah. Wow. That's that is cool. Um, and then we made a we made a little slideshow uh, of my mom with a bunch of our favorite photos and stuff, and we presented it. And wow. then my sister Rachel sung a song. It was lovely. That's very nice. I'm seeing pictures on Twitter of like uh, some states have overflowing restaurants for Mother's Day. Like there's some in Colorado and Florida. Mm-hmm. People are just sort of saying, "Fuck it, this is the day that like let's fucking go out. We're not gonna let like this virus beat us." So there are like restaurants, and yeah, I see Colorado that says. There's double double what's normally expected on a Mother's Day there today. People just fucking overflowing, grabbing brunch. That makes sense. Yeah, because Colorado reopened, right? Yeah. Well, every state is kind of starting to reopen. Even California said they were in stage two of reopening. Have you noticed that? Uh, not really. I'm not going golfing, so I wouldn't see it. I was thinking about taking up golfing. Oh, because it's like uh, socially distant, yeah. but still a sport. Like, why not? I could play golf. How hard can it possibly be? Well, you have chronic back pain, so that's not going to help. You also can't walk very far, and you don't know how to swing anything, yeah. whether it be like a bat or a club. You also don't really understand the rules of most sports. So, like what's, when I tried what's explaining about the rules, <laughs> like you have to get the ball in the hole as far as you can't. No, okay. <laughs> I was going to say in the hole. It has to go in the hole, even to maybe a in driving range hole? once. <laughs> Never mind. In which hole? <laughs> You're already pissed at me. I haven't even begun explaining the scoring rules. <laughs> actually, you used to caddy, so that would actually make a lot of sense right. to make the full transformation. I used to caddy, and I love uh, I love going to like the driving range. I do like hitting golf balls. Have you ever uh, done a full eighteen hole course? I've played nine holes of golf before, one time in my life, but it wasn't exactly like. I mean, I sort of just like walked to the course with people that knew how to play and I would hit my ball trying to kind of get it in the same area as them. But like I'd lose a couple and I would just drop it, you know, took a lot of mulligans. I think that's what that's called. Yeah. Same with me, except I went birdie, birdie, par, no bogey, birdie, eagle, (laughs) hole in one, hole in one, bogey, par, birdie, set a course record 18. On an executive nine in Los Feliz. That's right. Cool. <laughs> bogey, bogey, eagle, eagle, par, <laughs> eagle. Me, <laughs> me fucking a bird. <laughs> eagle, eagle, birdie. <laughs> oh, shit. Hole in eagle. <laughs> you fucked an eagle. It's clear now that you had sex with an endangered condor of sorts. I can't quite explain it in any other way. A fucking bald eagle. America's mascot, you sick fuck. You're a traitor. You're That's a Benedict. Treason, man. A Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, all right, we're getting some questions. Some corona-related, some not quite corona-related. This one's sort of corona-adjacent. I should say cool. this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. Recording this on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 10th. Mm. Um, All right. Marissa. Mm, I shouldn't have said her name, but you know what? This isn't like an embarrassing question, so we can actually use her name. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're violating everyone's trust. This is post- Post world, post like corona, no anonymity. Over five hundred. Ep- Wait, how many episodes have we done? Five hundred something. Four something. Four something. Okay, yeah. so yeah, four. Yeah, uh, like hundred, just close to five hundred episodes of us giving, keeping. We're lifting the veil, keeping people anonymous. We've built the trust up, and now, and now, just fuck it. 
fuck it, we're gonna this fuck one's it. from Marissa. Yeah, okay. we're emerging. This is a new world. There are there are no no more fake names. Let's like if you want to ask us something, we're gonna out you. And I will yeah. say this person's last name too under fucking email address. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay, easy does it. Easy does it. All right, let's just call her Marissa. Um, so my problem isn't that big of a deal, but the world has gone to shit. So I guess nothing is a big deal anymore. Interesting way of looking mm. at it. Uh, I've been home from college for about two months, and I keep trying to convince my brother to buy Animal Crossing because he owns a Nintendo Switch, but he doesn't think the game is, quote, worth it. He doesn't really know what it's about, and I know Jake bought it recently, so could you help me convince him? Thank you for being hilarious and reminding me that it's Monday. Mm. Marissa. Yeah, so I did. I bit the bullet. I got a Switch. You pulled the trigger. So... First of all, how did you even get a Switch? Because I heard they're in such high demand that it's impossible to find one. Yes. I tried several times kind of like willy-nilly. Like I was in a Target. I was in a Walmart uh, for like groceries and and I gave it a shot and it was not ever there. Then I was on Amazon because like I kept on hearing that Animal Crossing was really soothing and I kept on... And I mean, I love the show, The Witcher, and people told me that I would love to play The Witcher. And I was like, okay, I think I'm interested in getting a Switch, but I just wish I had one. I don't want to, like, get one. Uh, on Amazon, they were over $500. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I, like, was not going to buy one online. Then I saw on Target's website, I, like, sorted by zip codes, and there was one three miles away from me. Uh, that had them in stock. Wow. And I hopped on my bike because they weren't taking calls. Like you would, I called and they're like, there was like an automated message. It's like, we don't have, we're not answering inventory questions. Got it. Uh, so Come by or don't. Yeah. And I rode my bike there and I got it. Legit switch or a light? Legit switch. All right. So you can play it handheld or you can plug it into the TV and play it like that. Correct. So what games um, did you get? The I bought Mario Kart because I know you guys have been playing it. Yeah. Um, I played like one sample round and it's just like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to handle that. It's too much. You guys have already eclipsed like where I could possibly end up, you know? Okay. I disagree, um, but continue. Okay. Well, I have it. So I'm, I'm down to play. I don't know how any of this shit works. I don't know like how to share my friend code. Am I allowed to do that online or is that going to be like, will I get bombarded? Yeah, I would like, share I it. My- I would share it with friends and family first before you put it online, because people will know when you're online if they have your friend code. That's something I don't want. That's yeah. shameful. But like, also, if you all right, anyway. So I've been the first game I bought was Animal Crossing. Um, I'd heard about how soothing it was. Okay, and how kind of like zen it is. All right, um, I haven't played Animal Crossing. So, first of all, what are your initial reactions? Um. My initial reactions are that the it's insane. It's insane. It's kind of funny. It's definitely not I can't tell who this game is designed for and if it's like good because it's so dumb or if it's like dumb on purpose because like they I don't know like game some kind of system to know that this is like the kind of like relaxing silly fun that people are looking for. I have no idea. Yeah, it's borderline not really a game, right? Like you're some animated cartoon and you're going around collecting vegetables for a boss man character or something yeah it's not really so the first thing that happens is you're you're sort of talking to i think it's a guy named i think you're talking to tom nook at the beginning of the game but anyway he's the he's the puppet master he's the guy holding all the cards he's he's the mastermind behind this whole operation Uh so tom nook is selling you an island getaway it's like, you can go and live on a deserted island. Doesn't that sound really cool? Doesn't that sound nice? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, here, okay, here, choose your island, show where you want to go. And it's like, all right, you think you're going on vacation. You get there, the island's not deserted. There's two other people. My <laughs> island has Antonio and Anteater and Agnes, a hog. Okay. okay? So I've got, immediately, um, Tom Nook is like, all right, like, here are your neighbors and... Uh, if you can go gather firewood for the fire, it's like, okay, you're putting me to work, Tom Nook. Like, I set up my tent, and then Antonio asked for help setting up his tent. Tom Nook starts asking me for more and more favors. It's like, hey, you like setting up tents. Like, will you go Will you go scout a spot? Will you uh, get the, gather the firewood? 
and you're like, is this a vacation or am I, am I under your employ? Like, <laughs> He's <"Man."> extorting you. <laughs> and then Nook visits you and it's like, there's the matter of the payment for, wow. for this island. And it costs uh, 49,000 bells. Bells like, instead you, of dollars. Yeah. But so bells are what Tom Nook is charging. And you can earn bells by like trading, by making things. Um, there's a guy named Timmy that will buy anything that you collect on the island. So I'm going around collecting seashells, uh, bringing them to Timmy. He's buying them for like 300, <laughs> 600 bells. And the entire... T- so Timmy doesn't care. He will buy literally anything. There's weeds all over the island. You can collect weeds and sell Timmy <laughs> a clump of weeds for bells. But you're not going to get out from under Tom Nook's thumb this way. Like, <laughs> I, you, I, I weeded an entire fucking island. I collected every single shell there is. And, and I'm, still, I'm still in the hole like 40,000 bells to Nook. So that's when Nook tells you about the Nook mileage program. You can pay <laughs> your debt to him if you download his app. So this vacation starts turning into, I think, like a, a little bit of a nightmare because like not only do I owe this guy 40,000 bells and the only way I can pay up is by weeding the entire fucking island. Now he, he wants to give me a cell phone that's his own proprietary cell phone with his own apps and I can earn miles by doing island work and pay that to Nook. Meanwhile, he's trying to build a society. This deserted island that is my vacation, I'm doing this work so he can build a museum, so he can start inhabiting, <laughs> inhabiting the island. Okay, so this is a game, or you're just describing a weird dream you had? This is the game. This is the game. And you are trying to earn bells for Tom Nook and to upgrade your shit. Like, all you have is a tent, but, like, they sell stuff in the store. They sell a grill. They sell different clothes. They they sell stuff you want. Um, and do you like the game? I like the game because it's kind of mindless, but it's also a little stress inducing because I'm I'm in debt. I'm trying to like they need favors everywhere. Like Tom Nook is trying to open a museum. He wants me to collect specimens that he's sending to his friend uh who wants to study the flora and the fauna. Then the friend moves to the island and they're opening a museum, <laughs> but they can't open the museum unless I've collected fossils and they're asking me to go collect fossils. I'm like, "Who what am I doing?" You're doing chores. I'm just like I'm doing chores to make this island not the desolate vacation that I came here for. Um, so it's a little, it's a little weird. Meanwhile, I was able to pay off my debt, forty nine thousand, um, with with miles from the Nook mileage program. But, but then I built a house, and now I'm ninety eight thousand bells in debt all over again just like that so is the is the game incentivizing you to like be addicted and play it and get more bells or are you just being turned off by it no i'm a little addicted the oh. other weird thing i i don't know if this happens in lots of games but like island time is the same like i set the island time to my time so like right now it's 5 45 p.m it's 5 45 p.m on 69 land which is my the name of my island what is it called it's 69 land <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah pretty epic <laughs> yeah. <it's> sexy. <laughs> and you can visit other people's islands right like marissa and marika have these tags you can go see them right in the game yeah if i if i had their their like tag numbers i could go to their island but i don't have any friends so i haven't been able to visit any other islands yet yeah got it um, but yeah uh it's the weird thing to me is that like time passes the same on the island as it does here. So it's like, I am always wanting to check in because I'm like, oh, it's just like 5 p.m. on my island. Time's not moving. I can't like go to bed and wake up and and it's a new day. I don't pause time on the island. So it feels like you always have to be there like maintaining stuff. It's almost like- It feels like it's just real life. Yeah, or like a Tamagotchi, like a, a gigapet of sorts. You have to like keep your little guy alive. Yeah, it's all happening in real time, which is kind of weird. So, um, did you visit your island like, today? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I went because I I went there today because I um I I wanted to see if I could like um what was it? Oh, so I ordered I ordered some new jeans 
and I knew they were going to come the next day. So I wanted yeah. to, I have, I have like these denim cutoffs that I bought at right. the, at the Nook terminal. It's like a little shopping, yeah. um, kind of like a red box. I see on order. Instagram, your mom posted the family zoom, but you're not in it. You didn't go today to I the whole zoom. Well, yeah. Cause I'm trying to catch every single right. fish. The turnips, on right. The <laughs> it's i don't i don't have and jill looks yeah. pretty upset jill is yeah, upset. this screen she doesn't, jill's sort of looking around for you she doesn't understand what it is to be surrounded by oranges you know like i've got <laughs> orange trees that need to be picked yeah and timmy <laughs> timmy's gonna fucking buy those oranges at you're, a premium you're also not okay. wearing any jeans you sold your actual pants to get the jeans in the game or how does that work because you're not because yeah, i pants. also needed water shoes yeah. okay <laughs> i needed i need water shoes i need new jeans and I I also have a grill that yeah. I'm gonna that I'm gonna place oh, and cool. a DIY yeah a, it's cool you got a grill so you're you're doing like new hobbies like Animal Crossing and then you're also doing like some barbecuing no or the sh- grill is the grill is something Yak has on the island my character's name is Yak <laughs> I see. on Sixty Nine Land Sixty Nine Land <laughs> is real life Brooklyn is fake life my real life starts on Sixty Nine Land yeah. Because I have a now I, I know how to cross a river now. I have a pole vaulting thing. Okay. And the other side of the island, that's wild. That's real. There's weeds there. Yeah, and I know. Weeds, yeah, that's money that I can weeds. collect. <laughs> I can make medicine with the weeds. I can fucking sell the weeds to Timmy at a premium because I am $98,000 in the hole to nook. Okay? Are there any like in game app purchases? Like, is it like, or you can give me 50 bucks and I'll give you 10,000 turnips? Yeah, there's stuff like that. Like, one of the things that you you like learn how to start crafting and you can like make things like make an axe or make a shovel which you need to like dig up plants or to use the axe to hit trees to get things to fall out of them or hit rocks to get the minerals at them um and there's these these like diy cards that you can find like you find you get a card that teaches you how to make an umbrella and you can sell the umbrella or you can use the umbrella um but I think the DIY cards like get more and more complex and interesting to the point like right now all I've crafted is like a flimsy watering can. It's literally called flimsy watering can, <laughs> flimsy axe, flimsy shovel. So, and I know somebody posted online that I saw that uh, has like a gold watering can. I'm like, oh, okay. So there's there's like there's more to this game. And are you intrigued like, to get more? Are you like it invested at this point? Yeah, I feel like I want to be the William in Westworld to Tom Nook, and this I, I guess only people that know Westworld will understand this. But and like, Animal Crossing, yeah, um, I want to be the guy that topples Nook that beats the game. <laughs> All right, so Marissa, if you're still listening to this, you can play this clip to your brother and then see like see jake's into it you will be too you should get it how much is animal Crossing? i really i think like 50 bucks does it does it make sense to you that it's so popular or are you like how did this weird japanese animation become a global phenomenon it makes sense that it's popular to me it's it seems almost like a video game equivalent of like getting stoned and watching cats it's like kind of like stupid goofy addicting and you want to like talk to people about it yeah it does feel like you're like in on the joke a little bit but i also like i can't imagine i think i'll be into this game for like a few weeks i don't oh you don't think it's in it for the long haul no but i mean a few weeks is a long time it's really weird playing a game this mindless and dumb when there's like when like jill is doing stuff like making dinner or uh producing stuff for her work like making like, actual things and you're building virtual yeah. things. Yeah. It doesn't feel as like like reading or watching a good television show. It feels kind of like you're you're consuming something that's worthwhile. I have never done something that was so dumb and such a waste of time. So I feel a little guilty when I play still. <laughs> but it is it is a easy way to pass the time. You're like, oh, I can play for half an hour to an hour right now easily. Yeah, because there's always there's always stuff to do on the island. There are times when I'm like, okay, I just want to like, <laughs> Mike, I'm like gonna get, I'm gonna go sell Timmy these shells, 
and like that'll be that'll be it then i'm gonna stop but then i'm talking to timmy about these shells and i'm like oh you know what like i actually i got a fossil so i gotta go see blathers and i have to give it to him so he can open the museum and then you see blathers and he's like he gives you a diy card and you're like okay well i at least want to go bring this back to my workbench and see if i can make it (laughs) so there's always shit that uh, just doesn't quite let you quit. Between this and D&D, you're living in a lot of virtual worlds, which makes sense. Yeah, this this one feels like not quite as good as D&D because it's, it's so on the rails. You you like, there's a lot of reading and like talking shit that you don't want to deal with. You're like, okay, like every time I talk to Timmy, he's like, hi, what can I help you with? And you have to go like sell this and then he says goodbye. And then if you want to like buy something, you can't just be like, I also want to buy something. You have to like, go back, click the button. He's like, hi, how are you today? What can I help you with? He's like, just fucking, Timmy, hurry up, okay? I'm trying to buy a lawn chair, okay? Because I get outdoor decoration points. And okay? dinner's and that's I get ready. Nook miles, and that's okay. <laughs> Quiet, chill. I owe this guy 98,000 bells, okay? I'm not hungry yet. I had an orange in the game, but it filled me up. Fuck. Filled me with joy. Uh, all right. That was a good uh, endorsement of Animal Crossing. Let's take a break. Thanks to the sponsors and come back with more questions after these messages. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement really oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement a, is anti-movement yeah. one anti-movement uh, seems i'll like have it to be. check it out later actually let me look right now anti-movement.com is not available don't yeah. buy that one okay yeah, yeah. i wouldn't but so it's more fitness of a nah. <laughs> yeah it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing yeah uh, squarespace ai also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website they can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, 
Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we are back. Jake, do you have any? <laughs> yes yes i do um everyone out there should change their instagram bio photos whoa that floors me honestly i mean yeah i understand that it's a pretty important thing to do and obviously this is a really important time in human history but yeah why do you think we should all band together as a society and do the right thing change our instagram biopic it's a fun way to pass the time it lets you go back through your phone through your photos uh it's so it's a little like a time capsule a bit of an escape you get to look at happier times and then you get to make a change for the positive update oh yeah uh, it's it's an enjoyable practice i think so have you used this one before I, i'm just looking loading up yours now I don't know. I think I might have, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks familiar, but not necessarily like this was what your profile picture was. What was it before? It was a photo. Oh, wow. Now I can't think of it. I think, oh, it was a photo that Jill took of me in um, Prague. Oh, uh, yes. I was in a hat. I was eating a croissant. Traveling. Oh, I made mine new yeah. recently. It was a, a mask picture. Yeah, which which I think is it's socially conscious. It's good. It makes me a little sad. I like Instagram to be an escape, but you know, you do you. I'm not gonna say that that people can't uh, you know update their photos however they want. I'm just saying it's a nice exercise. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I recently had to find an old photo, so I was looking back like through the years to be like, wow, we used to travel so much, attend all these events, gatherings, parties. They all seem so foreign and alien now. I know it's I. I was looking at like photos from our first NADPOD show and there's just a giant group and we're all just like arms draped over each other. <laughs> Remember how much we just like touch fans so much, just like fucking the pop, the hug. We would hug everyone. Yeah. I wonder That's why cool. we didn't get the flu more. We often did get sick on tour. <laughs> so um, it stood to reason. I, it makes, and it does make sense. I'm, But I think the last time I got really sick on tour was like, after a show in Vancouver. And after that, I was like, oh, I just need to wash my hands really well after all of the meet and greets. It only took me like eight years to figure it out, but then I never got sick on tour again. Yeah, I wonder if I'll get sick less now that I know all this stuff about uh, viral infections. Yeah, I think you spend more time washing your hands and avoiding people who are sick. You definitely will get sick less. Yeah, I definitely... You also, I, saw, I noticed you posted a photo of uh, of me and you and Giancarlo and Grimm's road trip. Yeah, from five years ago. I think that's what I was searching for when I found all these old photos. You, what, what made you want to post that? You just wanted a, a little TBT to be the better days? Yeah, and the photos look cool now. They're all like, they was developed on actual film. Yeah. Did you, do you have the full, the, like the full album of them? Yes, yes. I think I found it on Google Drive, the full album of the photos. That's right. That was a fucking crazy ass time. Yeah, that was a great week. We literally drove from New York to LA in an RV and had to shoot 10 episodes along the way. But we were also stopping yeah. in every city, drinking and having fun. So we would wake up feeling terrible and had to make like <laughs> a comedy video where we're both dehydrated and ugly. Yeah, there was that day that Giancarlo was so hungover that he he was like, he fell asleep on the bench outside of the hotel as we were waiting for the RV to come. <laughs> Also, one of my favorite memories is like pulling up out of the desert in an RV at the MGM Grand and uh, like trying to give the the uh, RV to valet. And they were just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. By the time we reached Vegas, we were so tired. And I think we like we got there like on like a Wednesday in late November, early December. And there was like the whole city was dead. And we're like, oh, this is a weird reversal from yeah. how we were just spending time in Nashville and Austin. It's true. I think when we were planning that trip, I was like, oh, Vegas will be the most insane night. But it turned out that Nashville and Austin. Oh, yeah. Like the, the cities I thought would be insane were like relatively tame. When we were in New Orleans and when we were in Vegas, we just like kind of like, I guess we hung out for a little bit, but we didn't go nuts. We went ham yeah. in Austin and we went 
hard in Nashville. <laughs> it was also warm at the beginning of our trip. And then by the time we got to New Orleans, there was like a uh, historic winter storm coming. And it was like 28 degrees in Austin. And then like a trucker told us that nobody was going to be driving because of the snow on like the high desert. And like That's he right. looked at our RV and kind of laughed at us. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That- God, imagine like eating at that burger joint in like the middle of Texas right now. We just got to go to these places that have reopened and don't give a shit. Certainly the disease doesn't exist there. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. I guess if I took an antibodies test and I and I was fine, I would just, I'd go and live in Colorado. <laughs> Walk around. I mean, sure, um, uh, I could be a carrier, but... Can, is that You'll how, be fine. Is that how it works? So I could have the antibodies, but still transmit the disease? I would think so, because the antibodies just said that, like, you've been fighting the disease. So I'm not quite sure if it means, like, the disease is fully outside of your body yet. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, never mind. I'll stay home. Fine. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Have you, has your um, thinking on the timeline of this whole thing changed? Or is, are you just trying not to think about it? I guess I, I definitely maybe a mix i'm not thinking about it and i have resigned to the fact that it's like just indefinite so i'm not yeah i'm not thinking of it in terms of like oh i think like by june it's going to be normal i'm sort of thinking like i have no idea what when it's going to be normal but it's not going to be normal soon and if i get surprised that'll be good but at least now i'm not going to be disappointed (laughs) yeah because in the beginning it's always like when do you think we'll be back in when do you think it'll be open when is this going to happen and now it's been two months, and and at least I'm like, uh, it's this is just life now. I'm not thinking about when it's going to be different. Yeah, especially because like the things that are reopening, it's not like there isn't going to be a switch where it's like, dope, bars are back open, same as it was. Let's go. It's like, oh, okay, bars are opening slowly, half capacity. There's tape on the floors everywhere. <laughs> like it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be good. Yeah. I guess I'm looking forward to summer where. In the city, we can hang out on roofs, kind of far apart, and just like see friends. That'll be cool. Yeah. Or they'll be like, bars are reopening, and you're like, but the disease is still around. So I don't personally feel comfortable yeah, being like, close to each other and talking into each other's mouths. Yeah. I'm not going to go to like a crowded bar, but I know people that have backyards and roofs here. So I think I'll I'll do like mini socializing. Yeah. I wonder when that's going to start just like groups of four or six or eight people hanging out. I mean, that's definitely already happening. It's just not uh, socially acceptable or condoned by uh, the leaders of our uh, states. But it's, yeah. it's happening. I, I, see, I have friends that are hanging out with each other. Yeah. And it's like, I guess I could too. But at the same time, like, what four-person hangout is worth the risk right now? Like, yeah. it'll be fine, but I'll also might get sick. And I, <laughs> I definitely don't want to get sick or get yeah. someone else sick. Having two people over in your backyard where you guys are like, have a kind of a nice time, but spend the entire time talking about COVID. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see if we can answer one last question before we run out of time. Yeah, let's Then do again, it. what is time? What is time? Uh, here's a, a Corona workplace dog question. Oh, okay. Again, fuck it. Her name is Callie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's right. And this one's deeply personal. This is a, <laughs> yeah, this one is about a bridal boutique. So let me take the veil off. We'll use her full name right now. No, I'll only, I'll only call her Callie. <laughs> I work as an office administrator for a bridal boutique, writes Callie, that sells wedding dresses. But because of Corona, brides across the nation are panicking, and I've been asked to come back to work early to help deal with it. After weeks of sitting on the phone with crying-slash-bitching brides, my bosses finally agreed to let my pup into work as a perk. Normally, this would not be allowed since our store would be open and brides and their crews would be coming and going. But now that I've had my dog there for a couple days, I can't imagine going back. She's super chill and part poodle, so she doesn't shed that much, and she stays away from gowns and mostly just follows me around and gets belly rubs. Is there any way I can turn this temporary perk into a forever office dog party? I think there's, a, I think there's a high likelihood. I do. Yeah. I'm going to send you pictures of this sweet dog. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I feel like a lot of behavior that we have adjusted during, for, during corona is going to continue. Like all of the convenient stuff. Yeah. 
well, she can say like, can he just stay until like things are back to normal? And then hopefully your office manager is one of those people that's like, uh, yeah, it'll be back to normal soon. So sure. And then he doesn't realize that like, it might be two years of this shit. This is a really cute dog. I think this dog fits well in a bridal shop. You kind of want like, that's a, that's a Pinteresty little thing. You have a, a sweet little poodle laying at the foot of a, of a, of a gorgeous gown. You should post that on the shop's Instagram. The, the photo's going to perform really well. <laughs> if anything, the, yeah, the owner should lean, lean into it. This yeah. is some sort of poodle bridal shop now. You've got like a brand ambassador. That's really good. Do you have any weddings coming up or scheduled or people that you know are like watching the calendar because they're supposed to get married this summer? No. Thank, my sister Liza got engaged, but her wedding is next year. Yeah. That really could have been a disaster. But we did, we had um a family reunion scheduled canceled uh it hasn't been canceled yet but i'm not sure it's gonna happen i mean it's in july yeah that's gonna be a tough one but it's a 50 it's a 50 person event definitely with older people uh <laughs> all like the extended herwitz family like staying on a farm with a bunch of like houses on it like I, yeah it's a 50 person event where we're all sharing space i I hope it's not canceled. I'm not trying to jinx it. <laughs> but yeah, who's going to make that decision? Um, my sister and two of my cousins have been the ones planning it. Interesting. Yeah, it's going it, to... The weird part is like when the person running it is like, yeah, things are still on. And then everybody's like, well, I don't feel comfortable going rather than the person who runs it saying, all right, this whole thing is canceled. I know. That's going to be the fucking worst. Or it'll be great because it'll happen. We'll see. That's right. That'll be that's my new mantra. We'll see. Yeah. What would you bet on right now? Um, I'm gonna stay positive. I think uh the virus is gonna disappear one day and it's just gonna be gone. <laughs> so I think we'll be fine. Yeah. The best is when Trump said that in early March and then people keep bringing it up like you said it would disappear and he's like, It will. We just don't know when. It's like, oh, very smart. You got us, dude. You were talking about an infinite timeline. We yeah. tried to we tried to get you stuck in your little words, but you figured it out. It will be gone one day in the future. You're, You're right. right. Everything will be. Everything will be gone. Maybe because of the virus. <laughs> well, it is getting closer and closer to him. I mean, it's all the way. It's getting through like people in his family and his daughter's personal assistant yeah i can't imagine someone that deserves to have it more <laughs> he doesn't wear a mask he travels <laughs> yeah. a lot he know yeah. he doesn't sleep the, him not refusing to wear a mask is so insane <laughs> it would be funny to imagine him in a mask though he wouldn't know how to put it on it would look really small on yeah. his big orange head it like i mean and that there is that's a the political ad right there it's not a big deal it's gonna go away cut to him wearing a mask yeah yeah or <laughs> i think like, that's why he doesn't want to put it on right but i mean the other alternative is that he might get it which would be also worse yeah uh, and then they're calling it a hoax to uh needing to be intubated there is theories that he had it like early on and because there were like a few days that we didn't see him oh that's interesting that is very but for whatever reason he won't get sick have you taken to uh mask shaming when you see people without a mask do you say anything uh no then again i don't see a lot of people without a mask cool i do it <laughs> have, have you shamed uh i've been trying to like find a way to it's really anxiety inducing to go out in the city and like be in close quarters with people that aren't wearing them so yeah there there really isn't that in la like i'm not walking around hollywood boulevard yeah, and for the most part, like in New York, when people are sitting in parks and they're far away, they can take them off. When people are like alone on the sidewalk, you can take it off. But then like you see people that are just jogging down the sidewalk, not wearing a mask, or you are like exercising in the park and you're and someone next to you is like throwing a Frisbee and not wearing a mask. And you're like, you're, at, it's, it's just crazy because you, you do feel really anxious. You feel upset by it, but then you also don't want to like yell at someone. That's not fun and you don't know what they're dealing with. So yeah. it's, you have like all this pent up rage just cause you want to scream at someone to wear a fucking mask. Um, but then it also doing that doesn't really make you feel any better. It doesn't improve. Yeah, anything. It's, it's not like they're then going to put on a mask. They just don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, do you find it hard to breathe under the mask or are you getting used to it? Yeah, no, it sucks. Um, it's crazy. It's awful. I hate it. I, <laughs> it's, it's truly terrible. I hate wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, Where'd you get I, yours? 
I got mine on like Sarah Schneider made me one actually. She's oh, that's been nice. Sewing, yeah, she's been sewing masks. Very very comfortable. Uh, I'm I'm actually in the market for a new mask. Where do where do you get the where have you gotten your current mask? I got a few on Etsy and a few from like family members, but I can go for like a, there's some cool Laker masks in the NBA store. Maybe I'll upgrade That's my cool. shit. I've seen yeah. a couple people with like really nice looking minimal masks that looks like they don't hurt their ears at all. Hmm. Like I want that like performance fabric, like super soft, tiny bit of sheen, like a, just with a really low cut, like uh, scoops under the eyes. My, my least favorite That's part nice. of the mask is like that it can cast a shadow up your eyes and like, I don't know. Yeah, you want you want that Nike dry fit deep V. You want a deep V mask to, yeah. to show off your fucking jacked upper lip. I want a performance mask. And I feel like we all masks became a requirement before we've we got a chance to optimize to optimize the mask. So we have like an yeah. uncomfortable, annoying thing that everyone has to wear or will die. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fun. And it's not hot looking yeah. yet. Wear a sack over your face. <laughs> Make sure it crinkles like a dry diaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll get there. Hopefully we'll get some mask sponsors on the pod. I would love some free masks and I'll shout some people out. Oh, that's cool. That's what I want. Yeah. I'm in the market. I got a black mask, which is pretty nice, but I'm in the market for some nice patterns. Yeah. That'd be cool. We should, yeah. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a waste. I feel like I, I went through braces and all that. Now like nobody sees my teeth and like it might not become an issue anymore. Your teeth are kind of fucked up. Your teeth are ugly. Yeah. You have low gums. (laughs) Like this is... This is a waste. (laughs) You are a waste. I have a hot mouth for nothing. You lost two teeth. Yeah, you don't have a canine right there. And the one on the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, but other than that. Other than that, you're good. uh, All right, that's it. That's our time. Thanks for listening. Happy Mother's Day. Stay safe. Stay indoors. The opening theme song was written by Marcus. This closing one, Susie Q. Let me see who wrote this situation right here. Okay. Susie Q. Susie Q. You can pull up Animal Crossing while I look it up. All right, thank you. Yeah, I got fucking oranges to hawk. Uh, all right, Susie Q. Oh, no, it's actually by Chris McAleenan. That's oh, a cool okay. name. Uh, and he wants to give a shout-out to his podcast, Living the Dream. Hey. It's a music and art podcast. That's kind of what this one is. Uh, whoa, he, had thir- he said he had Third Eye Blind on. What? Oh, yeah. Not. All right. Uh so thanks, Chris. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks to you guys for listening. Send the masks and any emails or questions down to <laughs> if I were you show at gmail.com. That's right. I'm serious. Email me a mask. Email, I'll print it. We'd 3D print a mask. That's fine. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen it. Didn't Jeff do that or something? Yeah, he did. I don't know if it works. Good well, on he him. has corona, so I don't think it did. Uh, and for more questions and answers, videos, um, you can check them all at patreon.com slash ja. We have weekly videos every Thursday. Oh, yeah. And we'll be back here on, mm, let's say, next Monday. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That'll work. Same as always. Cool. Later, everybody. Peace.